Blog Talk Radio. All the spot analysis. Am I crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to come get some. If you want some, come. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get some. My favorite, though. Am I? You're my favorite. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. I think not. You put me on the e-meter and ask me a question and then you would float. All right, folks, welcome to day 78 of Come Get Some. Yes, you've been with me, a lot of you, for 78 days of podcasting, especially if you sat through as well the Come Get Some Extra Edition, the Scientology shows I do on Friday. Oh, my goodness, this is Miami Six, man. You know me also as Christy. You can find me on Twitter under Miami Six, man. Please follow me. Show me some love. Also, you can follow this show, Come Get Some, at CGS here on Twitter. You can email me too if you want to drop a line or something. Say, hey, why don't you try to get this person on the show? Or, hey, I liked when you had this person on the show. You can send that over to CGS here at gmail.com. If you're famous and happen to be listening and want to be a guest on my show and you're inspirational in some way, shape, or form, you can email CGS here and tell me about it and I'll bring you on. Oh, man. Yes, just come get some day 78. And, uh, and I'm with her, whoever she is. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> her relationships are awesome, by the way. I want to get here to part two of Tom Krajewski's – I got it right. Tom Krajewski's, Tom Krajewski's part two interview, uh, head writer of the hit Netflix series, original series. I feel like I'm drunk doing this. Uh, Buddy's Understruck. I don't even drink. All right, so here's the deal, guys. Before we get to part two, which is a much more uh, coherent uh, part of the interview about Buddy Thunderstroke with Tom Krajewski, uh, I want to say uh, – I want to trust the squishy turd in the room. That's right. The man named uh, Alex Jones out there does his crazy show where he, he's just a squishy turd about everything. He was recently in court uh, talking about in his defense that what he does isn't to be taken seriously. It's performance art. So in light of that, I just want to say, guys, uh, if I ever do anything, that's what I put out there right now, uh, really offensive, that really bugs you and drives you nuts and you don't want to you, – you can't believe what you heard come out of your, your listening device for this podcast. Just know what Miami Six Man does here on Come Get Some is totally – performance art unless you're not offended or upset then take me very seriously anyway here's part two a uh, tom krajewski <laughs> sure. buddy's thunderstruck um i gotta say man you, you mentioned earlier i was gonna get into it and we got a little sidetracked but the um about how it's it's stupid comedy it, it's just uh yeah. mine is funny so i was reading reviews for buddy thunderstruck yeah. And there's um, various positive reviews. People love it. Fart nuggets and all. And uh, 
there's a review, and you get to the critic reviews is when things change, right? The critics are always a little bit, a little bit more, they just don't get it, and they're looking for specific yeah. things. Um, yeah. So the critics going, this isn't good for your children, uh, there's no role models, there's no lessons to be learned, it's like a two star, and then, they, and then on the same, on the same critic rating, they put the kids rating, <laughs> and it's like five stars. <laughs> they love it. Yep. I don't yeah. think it's yeah. inappropriate for children, though. I think it's it's a parental decision there. No, it, yeah, it, it's not inappropriate for children. It's just like the 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 reason you know one reason Netflix wanted the show is that it wasn't going to be like a typical kids show where um, you know it's super safe. Right. They kind of they wanted this kind of like their first kids show that kind of pushed. You know, the envelope a little bit, or, or was edgier than other shows. They wanted, they wanted something unique, and they were amazing in, in like letting us do our vision. Um, and so, like when we were making the show, we just, you know, as you tend to do, you kind of just want to write for a show that's going to make you laugh. So we write the stuff for us, really, and we're hoping kids like it. And adults definitely should be getting it a lot more than some kids, uh, and we're totally fine with that. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you can watch it as a family. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all. It's not, yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, you can say some things in there. I think, um, yeah, there's a few iffy things you don't want your kids saying, but, you know, it's fine. Well, it's the worst thing you got to correct your kid on is the same fart too much. That's not yeah. so bad, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that thing is something that we, I... We were in a meeting at like Netflix, and like one of the executives is like, "Hey, who came up with that term?" And I go, "Oh, Ryan did." And Ryan goes, "No, Tom, you did." And I go, "I did." And he goes, "Don't you remember?" And I'm like, "No, I thought you did." And so he was, you know, it's something that I'm happy to take credit for, but if he wants to take it back and admit that he came up with it, that's fine. Um, it's just like one of those weird things. I don't remember coming up with it, but I'll, I'll take it. People do love that term now, so it's kind of interesting. Well, I just want to say it now because I enjoy the show, and and I also with my daughter we enjoy a show called uh, uh, Mighty Magic Swords. Okay, oh, that's yeah, a, no, my friends work on that show. It's a great show. It's Richard Purcell's show. It's Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And when that show came out, I saw a lot of reviews trashing it for not having any redeemable qualities as far as lessons and and, and teaching. Uh, and here's the thing: television was not created uh, to educate your children. Right. <laughs> television right. was, enterta- was entertainment, and yeah. that you have a thing like what Noggin used to be or what Nick Jr. is now, where there's a lot of educational programming, is a great bonus. But kids, right. just like us adults, sometimes just want some mindless fun. You know, it, that's exactly it. I think back in the day when like, they started doing, I, I forget exactly what the, the rule was, but when animation came out on the TV way back in the day, they had rules, I think, where it had to be somewhat, you know, lesson-y. So, like, a lot of cartoons, even in the 80s, like, you know, He-Man and stuff, or G.I. Joe would have their lessons, you know. Um, well, but nowadays, we tend to stray away from that. Like, when I first started Nickelodeon, like, in 2002, we kind of still had to make it more, you know, less me, have, like, an emotional character arc. But now, like, all the networks are kind of leaning away from that. Like, yeah, Mighty Magiswords probably doesn't do that. Buddy Thunderstruck, we hardly ever do that. Uh, because I think we realized, yes, kids just, you know, do want to, you know, laugh. They don't need to learn anything. I mean, that's not our job. But I can see why, you know, 
like, an, like a uh, critic might have a problem with that. But it's it's true. It's just you just want to laugh. You don't need to sit there and learn anything. When I look so. back, when I look back at my childhood, and I look at who I am today and my moral compass, I did not gain my moral value based on Cobra Commander's mistakes. <laughs> I really didn't. Good point. Yeah. Or, or because Snake yeah. Eyes told me so. None of that had any effect on me. I wasn't intimidated by Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> on the television yelling at me that I'm a puke for if I do this wrong. You know, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. So it's not necessary. I think Buddy yeah. Thunderstruck's a great thing. You you got you got some credits in your past acting. Did you not want to do voice acting? Is your is your heart and passion in the writing here? Uh, I think my voice is too sexy for animation. So you know, it, people would just. Couldn't relate. I'm just beautiful boy. I know I don't like to act anymore. It's, I, I used to act as a kid doing commercials and a TV movies, but uh, I just you know I kind of got out of it. I I don't know if I could do voiceover. That those guys they have to sit in that booth and do the same line like 20 times in a row, and they're given direction on how to change it each time. So the fact that they can do the same line over and over and take the direction, it's a talent, man. It is incredible. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> like, they do get annoyed sometimes because we ask a lot of them. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I personally, I don't think I can do it, man. Voiceover is a tough, tough uh, job. Really, it's not easy like everybody thinks. Um, you know. But, yeah, hey, if they ask me to do it, I should do it. I, should do, I do some voiceover in Voice Thunderstruck. I do the voice of a, a talking beef jerky stick in one episode. <laughs> I just have like one line, and it's in the dream sequence, and it's stupid, but they let me do it. I was awesome. Originally, yeah, I was supposed to be the voice of the Beavers. Brian said, "Hey, Tom, you're gonna be the Beavers." I'm like, "I'll be the Beavers, sure, no problem." And then he he never got back to me on that, and he just did it himself. <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, all right, you're the Beavers, and Buddy Thunderstruck." Ryan, so uh, I'm fine with that. Well, it sounds like you guys are pretty free with your voice casting, so if you ever need anything, you know, I'll get some guys here, you know, come Mighty Six Man, you know. Oh. Are you a voiceover guy, too? I, I want to be, but I haven't really got to the point where I'm comfortable putting together a demo. See. Oh, okay. So I have, okay. to, wor- I have yeah. to work to do, but I mean, experience can like supersede demos sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey, man, we are a non-union show, so... Ah, and I am a non-union person. So there you go. I'll, you know, hey, send us your demo. I'll send it to the director, see what she thinks. She, she'll probably be nice and harsh with you, or, or brutally honest, I mean, so be prepared. Just throw something together. No, no, it's it's real acting, it, and it really is. We talk, I talk about this with voice actors all the time. How it's um, oh. if you ever see a, a behind the scenes camera filming someone voice acting, they're more animated and move more than people on stage. So yeah. it, it's it's a real thing. You got you got to live the character. People, you know, I run into people at conventions saying they want to do voiceover, and they're like, they they say. I can do funny voices. And I'm like, well, that's great, but you, you can do a funny voice, but can you do that funny voice, I know, happy, sad, uh, singing? Can you act? Can you sustain that for three hours at a time in a session? And mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's great, but yeah, it is, it's an incredibly tough acting gig. So, uh, people think it's easy. Man, it's not, though. No, I get, scared. I get scared about it all the time, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to stop trying. <laughs> yeah, send me your demo. 
I don't, I'll work on one. Tell you it's great. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Good. Is there what else are you working on? You, I see you have some things on your IMDb coming up. How how involved are you in these projects, and and what can you say about them? Oh, those projects. Yeah, one on there is Bigfoot Littlefoot, which is a uh, uh, animated series created by the creator of Cow and Chicken. Oh. Yeah, but his name is Dave Feast. He's yeah, very good friend of mine. He's brilliant. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that show. I wrote that pilot maybe two years ago. I think it's in production somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, the other thing on there is a screenplay that I wrote back in 2009, and somehow it's still up on, on uh, IMDb. It was optioned, but it's not, I don't think it's getting made. Oh, um, The other okay. stuff I'm working on now is, yeah, it just kind of sucks, because that was, I thought that was going to be my big break in 2009 when I got optioned. It's like a, it's a hitman comedy that takes place in wine country. It's like sideways meets goes point blank. Uh, cool. I'm very excited. That's live action, but, uh, right? Yeah, live action. So okay. um, I thought that was gonna be my big ticket <laughs> into movies. So no. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm just doing a lot of stuff right now for like Disney um, and from overseas companies, uh, pitching my own shows. Hopefully, we'll get a second season of Buddy Thunderstruck. We probably wouldn't know for another, I don't know, two months. Okay. I'd love to go back and do that all over again, you know, and work with uh, Super Buddy Studios, which is the animation company owned by Seth Green and Matt Senrick and John Harvatine and Eric Callender. Um, Because that place was great, man, watching them animate the puppets there. It's just, it was, I had so much fun there. I'd love to do Buddy again. Gotta be a Buddy Thunderstruck robot chicken crossover. That'd be awesome. That would be, that would be, that's a great, I I don't think we've ever thought of that. That's brilliant. It's got to happen. You know, like, yeah, all they ever do, not all they ever do, they do a lot of parodies. They, they, they do a lot of parodies on Robot Chicken, so why couldn't they at least just parody us to make, you know, cross promotion? Our, uh, yeah. What's that? Cross yeah. promotion. Uh, totally, man. Maybe it's, it might be illegal, though. I think there's some places where you can't do that. Really? So, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, although, if you watch some episodes of Buddy Thunderstruck, I think there's like two episodes where there's a TV on in the background and it's playing Care Bears. <laughs> That's funny. And there's nothing, this is funny, is he created Care Bear, he created some Care Bear material in Strawberry Shortcake and Buddy Thunderstruck. And one of these is not like the others. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, like, people are surprised when they hear from the creators of Care Bears. <laughs> so I think they immediately discount the show. But, uh, it, it's, they're just trying something new, and I think this is better than any of those properties. Possibly. I think it's special. I think there needs to be a toy line. I think it's in the works, probably, in the near future. Some, yeah, who knows? I think that's usually the goal, so I, if it does well, you know, then, yeah, they're going to you know seek out making toys and stuff like that. Um, there's already T-shirts on Amazon that are officially licensed T-shirts, the Buddy Thunderstruck. Um, that's all we have so far is the T-shirts, but, yeah, I would love to have some of those toys, man. So not They're the placer, not the placer time to do it, but I'm gonna say right now, the motion picture's got to be like Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, you mean like if we do a movie of it? Thunderstruck and the Bandit, yeah. <laughs> that that actually also was another huge influence on the show. Says says Ryan Eastbrook, like he loved Smokey and the Bandit, and I'd never seen it, so we had I had watched him to get ready for this show, and like I can see why I liked him so much. But that that was a huge influence, so. That'd be great to do, like, a feature-length Buddy Thunderstruck movie and actually be able to afford, you know, the ACDC Thunderstruck song. Oh. 
Yeah, because all the songs on the show are just original creations um, by Ryan and the, the other uh, musicians. I'm sorry, I forget their names, but like, they're, they're amazing songs too, but it'd be great. People usually ask why we don't have Thunderstruck on the show, the, uh, the song. It costs money. It costs <laughs> yeah. totally money. money so. <clears throat> well, I'm inspired by it. I think it's great work. And, and what I think is, is shows like Buddy Thunderstruck are a great connector for the youth of today. Because I remember growing up, I watched Abbott and Costello. And I watched... Yeah. I watched the old, the old, you know, Smokey and the Bandit movies, Cannonball Run, all that stuff. I know all the old comedy that was before my time a little bit. And uh, people who are young people today, they get so much content that they don't ever see that old stuff. And they don't know what you're talking about when you say who's on first, which is embarrassing. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, but, but your show is going to be, it, it speaks to everybody. So if you're me in the 40s and you go hey that's a reference to this that's a reference to that that's a reference to this <laughs> new kids see into today just think it's funny now and then when you show them Smokey and the Bandit I don't want to watch that old movie and then they see it and they go oh this reminds me of Buddy Thunderstruck so it's yeah. a little bit of a connector that's a good point I didn't think about that you're right like there are so many avenues not I mean not avenues there's, there are so many places to watch all sorts of different stuff these days, YouTube and Netflix, anywhere, that's probably, yeah, really easy for old shows to get lost, old movies. So, but yeah, I mean, we we did write it with our nostalgia in mind, so, yeah, I guess oh, kids won't get it yet. I mean, obviously a kid will not have seen Evil Dead 2 by the time, he, you know, yeah. he watches our Evil episode. <laughs> but when he's older and he watches Evil Dead 2, he'll be like, oh my oh, gosh, that's just like that. Destructive that. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, well, this is good stuff, man. This is good stuff. I could probably talk to you all day about this, I'm pretty sure, or or, or G4 days. But uh, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to be drinking all day. So. Well, Tom, man, what I do with every guest at the end of an interview is I end it with 10 questions, Think Fast, which is kind of a, fa- a listener favorite where I ask a lot of silly questions. Some might be deeper than others, and we just get your response. It's supposed to be rapid fire. It never really is. <laughs> Ten questions think Good. fast with Tom, your last name. Um Kieski, right? Kraski. We'll go with that. If I keep saying it I'll mention it right, you know, Kraski. Kraski, Kraski. Kraski. Throw that F in there, Kraski. Is there an F? No, the W sounds like an F. Kraski. It's weird. Don't I don't care. I am stumped. Such a dumb thing I have to explain all the time. I'm just annoyed by it now. I'm gonna change my name. Guys, just know this is a really cool guy doing really great stuff in the entertainment industry named Tom. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, Tom, yeah. ten questions with Tom Kajewski. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Number one, uh, corn on the cob or canned corn? Canned. Starting off on fire. Number two, <laughs> you're, this is a, a, a new twist to an old question I'm going to ask you here. Uh, this is a weird one, man. Number two, where did I come up with this? Alone on a desert island, you can only have one body part. Which one do you keep and why? If I, I'm alone on a desert island and I can keep one body part? <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait, so I have my brain? Wait. So I just be up on well, Not organ. Well, organs don't count. Body parts. Body parts. What would I want to keep? Well, maybe I wouldn't want, you know, my Johnson's because if I'm alone on an island and I'm not going to be able to use it anyways. 
It's just pointless. Right? I don't want the temptation and like the. I mean, I don't know what the. What body part? Oh, I have a great ass, so we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> I, a, I do a lot of squat. Big fan of my ass. Let's change your name to Bob. Yeah. Okay. Uh, really, yeah. <laughs> really pale too, so I could probably flag down a ship. <laughs> my pale, you know, the sun beating off my white Irish ass. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with my ass. All right, man. That's good. A- good answer, I think. Uh, <laughs> number three, true or false? Voice actors are typically among the very best humans in the business. True. I believe that. Yeah. I believe yeah. that wholeheartedly. Uh, in my experience, number four. So, so everything's been typed for ages on typewriters and now on computers. Why do we call it writing anymore? Because writers are too lazy to think of a new word to call it. Okay. I, I'll accept that. Yeah. I'm a lazy writer. I'm going to call it writing. <laughs> wait, wait is, that what, is that what the question was? Why do we call it writing? Yeah, why do we call it writing? It should be called something else. We don't write. I think. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, seriously, because we, we haven't thought of a new word. Because I'm a lazy, lazy writer. And if you're not paying me to come up with the word, I'm not going to do it. All right. Well, uh, some money. Yeah. Maybe creationist or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's yeah, more something else. I don't know. Anyway, number five. <laughs> think fast. United Airlines needs a free seat. You're late for a pitch okay. meeting. <laughs> Four cops are coming your way. What do you do? Oh my gosh! Wait, wait. Say it again. So there, there's a there's there is a free seat. You're on United Airlines. Right, right. They need a seat freed up. They're overbooked. Oh, You're I late for oh, a pitch okay. meeting. You, do you do you watch this? <laughs> <laughs> Four cops are coming your way. What do you do? I stand up and say, I cannot deplane. I am the head writer of a hit Netflix series called Buddy Thunderstruck. Check it out. It's for everybody on TV, uh, all ages. You'll enjoy it. I, I'm going to sit back down now because I'm probably the most important person on the plane. And then you get knocked out, dragged off. Everybody sees it in the video, free promotion for Buddy Thunderstruck. I love it. It's big perk. Yes, exactly. What I was everybody saying. sees it. <laughs> Right. We have views on Netflix. People seeing me going to check out the show that I write on and just bragged about on the plane that no one's heard of before. So yeah, yeah, good promotion. You're welcome, Netflix. <laughs> good. I like the answer, man. I like the answer. Number six. <laughs> they say time flies when you're having fun. Name another instance when time flies. Oh, when you get old, man. That's true. I, seriously, like. I'm 40 now, and every year it's flying by. Like it's, I, yeah, I feel like I just had Christmas like yesterday. Just like the, the you don't get old, kids. <laughs> well, you can't wait. That's to- <laughs> horrible. <laughs> you can't wait to get older and have responsibilities so you can do everything you want to do, and we're told no, and then you can't afford to, and then you and you want time to slow down. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Things just got depressing again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I always bring it back to the depressing thing. Yeah. Speaking um, of depressing, number seven. <laughs> yeah. Will we number seven? Will we ever see one of those a very special Buddy Thunderstruck episodes? Ooh, man. Um, let's. Yes, yes, we will. Show me where they touched you on the dog toy, right? Something like that. Why not? Honestly, <laughs> it would not. It would not put it past us. But yes, I'm gonna say we will. Excellent. It's got to have something to do with a bike shop. And, and yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, different strokes. There you go. There's a reference. Different strokes, kids. Arnold got molested at a bike shop back in the 80s. Actually, I think they protected Arnold. I think they made it his buddy, Douglas. 
God, I can't remember. I remember Douglas. Wow. That's racism. I think Douglas was a white kid, and the, and the guy went after Douglas and not... No, Doug, 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 Douglas was black. That's right. Oh, Douglas was black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then still racist. Yeah. <laughs> went after black kid. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> I think it's called something else, but okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm unaware of whatever term that is you're thinking of. Pedophilic? Number eight, what is your most memorable moment in all your time around the industry? My most memorable moment? Oh, man, jeez. I should say meeting my wife, but I'm not. Um, Let's see. That's nice, though. That's really nice. Yeah, that was pretty. I don't even actually remember meeting her. (laughs) (laughs) We met at Nickelodeon, and I... uh, she didn't start dating for like a few years after that, so I, she was like too hot for me to notice. So I just ignored her. So like this girl's never gonna go for me. So I don't even remember how we first met. I just somehow <laughs> got lucky. But anyways, well, my, right. my my most memorable moment in the industry. Yes. Uh, man, I know there's gotta be something. Um, you mean most memorable moment? Oh come on. Uh, geez, I got something here and I can't think of it. Let's get back to that one. Skip it. I'll come back. Okay, we'll come back. We'll make that number ten. We'll end on that yeah. note. Uh, number nine. If you were to... Oh, I'll make this number eight. If you were to be forced into a position right now, at your age, right now, your current place in, in, in the universe, if you had to relive the time with Anna Nicole Smith, which you actually yeah. seem to, to reflect on, <laughs> on fondly, relive that or take a job working with the Kardashians, what would you do? <laughs> Oh boy! Oh man! I I would move out of the country <laughs> and just live on that desert island with my fantastic ass. That's what I would do. Uh, oh man! I, I would go back to Anna Nicole because uh, yeah, I don't know if I could do the Kardashians, man. I, I'd do the Anna Nicole Smith thing again, sure. Go with the crazy that you know versus the crazy you don't know, right? There you go, exactly, exactly. And that was all for, yeah, it was it was a painful job, but I guess it was easy, and I paid my bills, so whatever, man. Uh, I think I have some stuff of hers. I think I have, like, an old autographed Anna Nicole Smith Playboy that I found at her house. Wow. I'll, I'll sell that to you. <laughs> you you, you, you found it laying around her house, and you just took ownership of it. I think they gave it to me. Okay, like all right. I was like, hey, sure. Yeah. I think I have this oh, gold right. bracelet I found on her dresser one time. Yeah. I'm a... <laughs> I have a few of those, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the business. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have two questions left. I'm not sure how to do this. Uh, did you think of a, a time that uh, that stands out most memorable in the industry? Most memorable in the industry. Oh, crap. Come on. Man, it's just been an unremarkable career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been so exciting. Uh, I guess maybe like getting nominated for an Emmy. That's for cool. Yeah, that was pretty memorable. Um, and going to the Emmys for that—that that was pretty pretty amazing. Having That's to dress big. up and wear a tuxedo and then lose. <laughs> that was memorable. Losing losing the Emmy was very memorable. It was very painful to get over. And I went to a drunken stupor with drugs and uh, hookers. Okay. <laughs> still, still getting over that right now. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. And number ten. She told Allison I said hi. Oh man. Mm. 
Uh, like who? What? Why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so she'll, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do that for you. You've been very nice to me. I'm sure she'll be like, oh, tell him that's I, that's great. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him for thinking of me. I'll tell you that she she is amazing to her fans. So I mean, if you're actually truly a fan, she'll be very grateful. I'll tell her, and then she'll probably give you a shout out. And then, uh, you know, be really nice to me on the air and, and thank me for bringing a fan like you to her. And then mm-hmm. she'll berate me off the air for, uh, you, know, you know. Putting her on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you good hi. Maybe I'll target that for another interview. Maybe I can get the after-hour happy hour crew uh, You probably covered. totally could. And, th- and, then mi- you, uh... and then maybe at midnight, hashtag game will take me more seriously, you know. Because I'm oh, in with the Nerdist, you know. <laughs> Wait, what's about about At Midnight? Do you know about the At Midnight hashtag game? I don't. I know that people have hashtagged us to be on At Midnight. It's highly, highly competitive. <laughs> Is it really? Well, it's a, it's like a, it's not just a TV show. It's it's a game they play on Twitter. And oh. there's like thousands of people trying to get into the top ten or whatever. And it's 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 a yeah. it's a needle in a haystack when you put a tweet in there. <laughs> okay, I'll pull some strings. I'll I need my in, man. I need you to be in my in. Hey, man, I'll do my best. I'll just go knock on the hardwood store. He lives next door to me. In I live in the shed next door to his massive first castle, and uh, I'm sure he'll take me right in. And he's got he's got walkers guarding his front door, it's like on chain. Yeah. yeah, probably. I wouldn't blame him. That guy's got uh, he's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy for the guy. He's done some great things, man. Um, well, look, you're you're part of that whole thing, and I think it's amazing. All of you are amazing. I thank you for making the time to be on this podcast, and uh, I Thanks think we had I think we had a good time. I had a great time. This was nice to you know open my mouth and have words come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not completely invisible here. This is you're not. Great. You're not. I was thinking about yeah. cutting you off as a joke, but I thought that would come off more rude <laughs> than as a joke that everybody got. So you should do it. You should do it right now. Thank you so much for coming on, Tom. And uh, everybody, please watch Buddy Thunderstruck. Is there anything else you want to put out there, your social media information, uh, anything you want to tell people? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess you can find me on Twitter. I don't even know what my handle is. I'm on there every day, uh, you know, promoting myself. I don't even know what it is. I think it's Krajewski. I don't know. Someone will find me. (laughs) No. No. I don't want to promote anything. I know you. If you really I, to follow me. I know your Twitter account. I'll just put. I'll, I'll post it on the. Uh, I'll post it on the uh, thing on the. Uh, you know what do you call it? The podcast description. Awesome, cool man. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on this. I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice to you know talk about this show. This is my first uh, first interview for it, so it's kind of it's cool. This is good for me. This is a good training ground. Yeah, everybody, if you love Robot Chicken, if you like the stop motion animation, animation, like just uh, mindless fun for the sake of mindless fun, if you like Ricky Bobby, if you like references to pop culture, uh, you got to check it out. There's a lot of content on Netflix. If you don't know about it already, you're going to see it. You you see it every day you scroll through what's new on Netflix and don't realize it. Buddy Thunderstruck. Got to watch it. Awesome. Thanks so Uh, much, dude. No problem, Tom. You take care. Thanks, man. You too. All right, well, clearly I had a blast talking to Tom Krajewski, and it was an awesome, awesome conversation. He really had a lot to bring to the table. He did a good job with the interview. 
Hopefully he said hi to Allison for me. Uh, anyway, next week, next Thursday, right here on Come Get Some, who knows what I'm going to do? What kind of Tom Foley we would be up to next? only way to find out is to come back next Thursday right here on Come Get Some at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tomorrow on my Friday, Come Get Some Extra Scientology Edition is part two of my very, uh, very informative, very intriguing, uh, awesome conversation with award-winning journalist from the BBC, John Sweeney. Uh, we continue talking about his experience with Scientology. Uh, we talk a little bit about North Korea. We do the 10 questions. It's all just a blast. And then tomorrow, I will announce tomorrow what's up next for Come Get Some Extra for next Friday. You're going to want to hear this announcement, and you're going to want to hear that next podcast. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. I think it's, a, it's just another and a line of important broadcasts that I'm doing, and I want you all to hear until then, until tomorrow, that about sums it up. Have a great day, everybody. All the spot analysis. Am I crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to come get some. If you want some, come. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get some. My favorite, though. Am I? You're my favorite. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. I think not. You put me on the e-meter and ask me a question, and the needle would float.